after having this wonderful, very fulfilling career, I reached a point where I felt I need to do something that is more, as we're talking today, more public health focused, that has a larger impact. The patients that I'm working with are not just one and one, obviously, because those are one on one interactions. Also, in terms of research, those interactions are related to the studies or the population that you're working with. But I wanted, I felt like I wanted to give back to the community in India and stay connected there as well. From PHI Media, I'm Gordon Thane, and this is Medical Emergencies, Financial Catastrophes, and India's Hope, Episode 205, From Physical Therapy to Humanitarian, A Transformative Career Change. You're listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for all things public health and global health, from the sustainable development goals to the social determinants of health, as well as interesting dialogues about the diverse career opportunities that exist in these fields. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so other people like you can benefit from our content. Gayatri Mather founded the Sundra Foundation in 2018 to provide cash grants to families in India so that they can seek medical care without worrying about spiraling into poverty. In the previous 30 years of her life working in healthcare, she witnessed countless examples where the system had failed patients. Gaitri recalls a specific situation that highlighted why factors beyond medical care are important for a person to achieve health. I was born and brought up in Mumbai in India. I did my undergraduate in physical therapy. And even back then, it was very clear that there are differences in how people receive care. And so many factors go into that. I remember a short incident. When I was a student, I was at a very large public hospital in Mumbai. And a lot of indigent folks came to that hospital because the care is relatively good in quality, but also not super expensive. So I remember I was in a ward and I was talking to a patient. He was in uh, the cardiac area. And I said, what are your plans? He was ready. He had met the discharge criteria. And I said, how are you going to you know, go home? These are the things that you have to do. And he said, I don't know about medicine. I don't even have money to take the bus home. So that to me really stuck in my mind because right there is the intersection of finances and healthcare. It affects us, healthcare affects us in so many ways and finance is such an integral part of how we receive healthcare that uh, we don't even realize it sometimes. So in terms of that particular person, for him to buy medicine was secondary. He said, I can't even get home and be well at home to access that wellness aspect. The next chapter of Gayatri's life would involve moving to the U.S. to further her education. When she was there, it opened her eyes to the possibilities for research, medical advancements, and to see how different health systems function. I did complete my training and then I came to America 
for my graduate degree. In those days, there was a little bit of a, a alphabet soup for physical therapy. Initially, it used to be a bachelor's degree. It was converting to a master's degree. And in some places in America, it had already conver- converted. And some places like us still offered an advanced master's. That means you had your bachelor's degree. And my advanced master's in physical therapy was very, very research focused. And that was the first time I had that experience of what research is like. It was the first time I had used computers. Um, so it was really a very exciting time to um, you know, learn and, and come here and see a completely different system. It was also the first time that I had seen total hip and total knee replacements because they were not happening in India. Now, of course, in India, everyone has access to it, but in those days, it was not available. And then I practiced a little bit in the U.S. And my husband and I went to Sydney, Australia for a few years. And um, both of us were professors. He was at one university, but I was at Sydney University in physical therapy as a professor. So already by that point, just a few years after graduation, I had had the experience of uh, doing research, of doing clinical practice and being a professor at a a physical therapy program and really I was very fortunate that my career continued as a unique and a non-traditional in the sense that I was able to do many things. I was able to look at many health systems, of course India where I was from originally, the US and although now the US comparing it to today and you know those years ago it's different but it was completely different from Australia and completely different from India. So it really gave me the opportunity to develop very unique and interesting perspectives of how care is received, how people react, and how, you know, what forms access, how do different groups um, react with the healthcare system differently. So it was really a very unique perspective. One of Gayatri's foundational moments was working at the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab the global leader in physical medicine and rehabilitation. While there, she was a part of some exciting and cutting-edge projects at the intersection of tech and rehabilitation, as Gayatri expanded her knowledge in the field of physical therapy. She took those learnings to the classroom as a professor, teaching students in the U.S. and Australia. I was very fortunate that I could see these perspectives from the inside because I worked as a physical therapist, as a professor in all these different uh, roles in different um, environments. And then when I came back to Chicago, which is where I'm based now, I followed the same trail where I was able to do clinical practice. I also was uh, you know, teaching at Northwestern University for a while. And then after many years of practice in uh, a hospital, I moved to Shirley Ryan Ability Lab, which is a very uh, well-known rehabilitation-focused hospital in the U.S. And there, I really had the opportunity to a very unique and uh, exciting opportunity. I was employee number one in a lab that looked at the intersection of tech and rehabilitation. So it was very much a startup foundation. Obviously, the employee zero was the lab director, but uh, we were able to set up the whole infrastructure to study things like um, how different prosthetics affect uh, amputees, which one is better in one way or another. We also were able to look at very exciting things like exoskeletons, 
how do they affect people who have neurological problems with spinal cord injuries or strokes? We were able to use different kinds of feedback mechanisms for people with traumatic brain injury and see how that compares to normal, regular treatment. So it was really a very exciting opportunity. I also completed my doctoral degree in physical therapy at that time. Even though she has had this rewarding career, there was still something missing. All these years later, and she couldn't shake that memory of that patient who couldn't afford transportation back to his home, and much less worrying about the cost of his medications. Gayatri wondered if there was a way to use what she had learned to impact more people simultaneously in a way that was more responsive to their unique contextual factors. In particular, for India, where she's from. After having this wonderful, very fulfilling career, I reached a point where I felt I need to do something that is more, as we're talking today, more public health focused, that has a larger impact. The patients that I'm working with are not just one and one obviously, because those are one-on-one interactions. Also, in terms of research, those interactions are related to the studies or the population that you're working with. But I wanted, I felt like I wanted to give back to the community in India and stay connected there as well. So I was thinking of different opportunities uh, and how I could get there when I founded the Sundra Foundation. Through her time working as a clinician, researcher, and professor, she had been acutely aware of all the external factors to medical care that influences someone's ability to be healthy. Given that this has always been something front of mind for her, I wanted to dig a bit deeper to learn if there was a turning point, a specific moment where she felt like things had to drastically change. I have to say, I was always very excited to work with my patients. I don't think that was in any way diminished over the years. If I'm very honest, I think the administrative burden was more than I was enjoying. That's one big part of it. And uh, I guess also there was a certain level of fulfillment that I felt. And one year I was visiting my mom who still lives in India. And when I met her, you know, she has a maid that works in the home and her maid's kid, who at the time was a toddler, maybe five, four, five years old, he uh, fell and he cracked his skull. Now she had, you know, she's a working lady. She earns a daily wage and she really doesn't have any big savings. Now in India, you have to first pay. So she had to scramble together money to even get the MRI because that's very expensive. And to get the MRI, she had to go to a few different households. Some people like my mom said, you know, just take this money and go. Other people said, here's an advance for your next month's salary. There were different kinds of options that she cobbled together and got the kid to a doctor. Um, I'm happy to report the kid is 100% A-OK today, but that, particular incident really stuck with me. It really stuck with me and it was turning in my brain for a long time because it felt like, you know, she was doing everything in her power to help her child, but there were obstacles that she had a hard time overcoming. She was able to do it, but not everyone can. And that's really what led me to push through and found this nonprofit. And actually, I saw, we started in 2018, 
until covid i was doing both physical therapy and my nonprofit and really covid was the catalyst to switch to full time because the work of course just simply exploded and um, the need was so great so that's really when i went to full time doing uh, my nonprofit work after a captivating conversation with gayatri lashan and i wanted to learn more about some of her other human qualities through some rapid fire questions as always there's no better way to get to know someone than learning about what they like to eat how they spend their time and their preference for big or small dogs but that's just my opinion so Gatri, we're gonna hop to a different segment, and we want to take you to a, a lighter section of our podcast. So it's called Insight Blitz, yeah. and so we're gonna ask you questions or read some statements. And your goal is to provide brief responses, and it's supposed to be kind of quick, right? So you could provide a, a brief description mm-hmm. of why you chose that answer, but. All in all, it should be quicker responses, just to get that you know quick reaction from sure. you. Just what's off the top of your sure. head. Are you ready to begin? Lightning round. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, other than bonsai and bird watching, what's your favorite thing to do in your spare time? Walk with my doggy. Even you know, right now Chicago is going through this Arctic cold. Uh, our number is. Uh, Five degrees Fahrenheit. If it's five or more, she and I are out. <laughs> I'm sure Gordon could relate having two dogs of his own, so that's why he's giving you nods right now. <laughs> so, what's your favorite food? Uh, you mean the kind of food or the item? Up to you. I love Thai food, but I have to say my comfort food is still very much Indian, home style Indian food. You have a specific item that you like? Seafood. I'm originally from Mumbai, so the curries and fish curries and prawn curries. I would travel miles for that. Lovely. Yeah. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever gotten? That's an interesting one. The worst piece of advice is probably to keep quiet. <laughs> keep quiet and say nothing because that's the opposite of how i think change is made i don't mean that you have to scream and shout but you do have to voice what you're feeling what you're wanting to see in terms of a change and then be prepared to act amazing something that keeps you inspired professionally Oh, um th- that's easy. When I meet people, whether it was as a physical therapist or today, when we meet the people that we're interacting with and who we're doing this for, um that's really what keeps you going. Uh it's the impact that um our current nonprofit work or my individual work with the patient um that's really what keeps you going, absolutely. Big dogs or small dogs? Big dog, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I have a lab. A memorable movie, TV show, or book that you've watched or read recently? I've seen the show Slow Horses recently, and I've, I've been reading the books as well. 
and it's super super interesting because um, it just feels like the insiders are more of a threat to the nation than outsiders so it's a very very interesting and it's actually this wry sense of humor the most odious character is the most lovable there's all these opposites in there that are are very cool interesting your favorite way to stay up to date with public health or global health news I read a lot, actually. There are lots of publications that I read. And your podcast, actually, since is also one that I do follow. So, yeah, usually podcasts and reading. Mm-hmm. Amazing. If you could make one change in public health or global health, what would it be? That's a hard one, LaShawn. One change. I think the concept of wellness, if I could convince every single human on the planet to think about wellness for themselves. What does it take to be well in your situation, in your environment, and then practice that for yourself? That That's utopia, I guess. <laughs> Love that. Thank you for sharing that. And that brings us to the end of this Inside Blitz segment. That was fun. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Gayatri is an example of someone who is committed to addressing modern challenges from what she had learned through her previous experiences. Although her story wasn't linear, what matters for her most now is reaching as many families in need as possible. Coming up next, we explore the story of healthcare access in India and why a medical bill can send many families into financial ruin for generations. That's next time on Medical Emergencies, Financial Catastrophes, and India's hope. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for informative conversations, inspiring community action. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. See you in the next one.